Welcome back to a very special, in fact, because it might be so short, that's how special it is, uh, because these are usually super long, uh, podcast (laughs) episode of the Fear of God podcast, that intersection of faith and fear, where every week, and especially have been doing this year, we discuss what scares us in order, read to find what saves us. That's right, listener. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and with me... With me, right now, not off on some damned fool adventure, is co-host Reed Lackey. Hello, Reed. <laughs> Hello, Nathan. Welcome to the show. It's nice that I'm on time for once out of, our, you know, five yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, thank God. You know? <laughs> These episodes would be so much briefer if you would just show up at the appointed time. It's kind of, kind of true. Um, uh, I feel like this is our NPR NPR version of our show. <laughs> Hello, Reed. Hello. And Hello, welcome Nathan. back to... Yes. Uh, uh, the fear of God podcast. Reed, we've got a whole. It's, it's we're back I into know. something new and crazy. We're doing. We did a, a, a mini sode to top the year off. Yes, and we're back to to pre brief to unpack to to offer an explainer of what is next. Reed, That's right. We did what scares us. How how do you feel about what scares us? Oh my gosh, it was so, it was so great. I I do I will say. Though I think, you know, we find something that I would probably recommend to pretty much anybody to to have a conversation about. Um, I think particularly the opportunity to dive into things like what we did with Lake Mungo. There was a lot of um, there's a lot of real uh, sort of encouragement and and maybe even a bit of some like healing and growth that was happening in some of those conversations. And I think that's the advantage of really digging into something that's a deeply rooted fear you have. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I love, I loved it. I felt like we had a lot of fun along the way. Hopefully the listeners did as well. I loved hearing from listeners. We got to meet mm-hmm. a lot of listeners on the show. Uh, we got some new faces coming onto the pod that have never been here before in like five years, even though some of them have been listening for that long. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, I, I had a really, really great time. So you want to do it again? You do you do you let's, 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 do, let's, it let's again. do it again. We did what scares I us. Did it again. But the who tw- <laughs> <laughs> did it again? I actually watched because it's five bucks right now on iTunes. I did not purchase it, but oh. I actually watched the trailer for Booty Tang last night. It just made me smile. <laughs> That's funny. Um, um, so the twin pillars of our show philosophically is what scares us and what saves us. So this year of 2021, we have been really mining the depths along, as Reed mentioned, with listeners of 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 how best uh, to represent that in, in films we've discussed uh, what scares us has been uniquely uh, answering that question from listeners and, and from you and I hosts uh, and what saves us may perhaps in some strain answer that question. And so Reed, I wanted us to have this uh, uh, sort of mini time to at least, at least point to kind of where our hearts are, are, 
are directed uh, as we sort of step into this new phase. Because what scares us was explicitly horror. What saves us might not always be. Maybe so. Not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be kind of a wild time at the show. When you, as you have sort of processed this first six months of 2021, which is bonkers that we're halfway it's through. Amazing. Um, yeah. And have sort of forecasted the what saves us portion of the year. Like, how do you process that? How would you pitch uh, that idea? Sure. So the what scares us question is a lot more direct. Uh, one might say, sure. like, you know, cleaner. It's just, hey, what scares you and what movies represent that? Well, we're a horror-themed podcast, so that's naturally going to be really easy for somebody to sort of unpack. What I would say, as I've been thinking about this, I think I've thought a lot about, and this is true for our show in general, The um, I'll bring up two things in brief to try to explain this. One is uh, Ted Lasso, which I have now mm. seen, despite all of Good the- show. Yeah, despite all of the Good things. Show. My wife has seen it, too. She watched it with me and um, really excited Good for wife. season two. Yeah. Good wife, which is a different show. Uh, yeah. Um, so- uh, towards the end of that show without giving too many spoilers they they dive into a phrase that says it's the hope that kills you and uh they talk about how you know don't get your hopes up and i've heard that phrase a lot you know don't get your hopes up or you know you don't you don't want to be devastated or you don't want to be disappointed so don't get your hopes up and I, again i'm not spoiling all of ted lasso but that phrase the hope that kills you made me also think I love that phrase so much. Uh, yeah, and it it made me also think about something I've thought about in reference to our show many times and that's the the ancient myth of Pandora's box where uh, listeners who may not be completely familiar with the story of Pandora's box, she opens it up out of curiosity and all of these evil wicked monsters sort of begin to pour out of it, but after they've all emptied and vacated the box, what's left at the end of the box is hope, a very small uh little fragile and uh and and there's lots of you know, sort of metaphors tied into that, but hope is is at the bottom of the box. And so if what scares us was that question, you know, wh- what makes you afraid, what instills a sense of fear in you, then what saves us would be what gives you hope. Uh, maybe a mm-hmm. hope that you're not quite sure you're, we- you're ready or willing to engage, but what uh, films explore something that gives you hope. And as Nathan mentioned, we're a horror-themed podcast, but this is an opportunity to maybe flex those muscles that maybe aren't exclusively in the horror genre. And I don't just mean like adjacent thrillers or something like that. Um, do you mind if I tell you a couple of examples of kind of what I was thinking of? Are you asking me or the listener? Oh, yeah. No. Well, no. well the listener can't answer me. So, yes, I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Fire away, so, co-host. So, obviously, I've talked extensively in the episodes we've covered on it, uh, films like The Exorcist and how The Exorcist helps challenge and in many ways kind of encourage my faith. Films like The Wicker Man, uh, challenging as that film is, does the same thing. Um, I've, I've mentioned on the show uh, a few times uh, horror movies that fit that bill. So, you, listener, as well, if there is a horror movie that fits that bill, by all means, share it with us. But two other films that I thought of that might maybe give some different trains of thought. Um, we covered on the show Edward Scissorhands, and that movie, for me, in a very particular time in my life, intersected with the episode that we had and helped me to sort of contextualize how frustrated I was being at my own ineffectiveness to try to accomplish certain things. And and Edward Scissorhands and the idea that he has these uh, appendages that don't really function the way that they're supposed to or the way that they would ideally 
need to function to do certain things in the world really gave me a metaphor to latch onto that gave me a lot of hope and inspired a lot of things and unlocked some things for me. Um, there's another film that I would point to that I don't know if you've seen or not, so I'll be careful in how I describe this next piece, but have you ever seen the Robin Williams starring film World's Greatest Dad? Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. So World's Greatest Dad is definitely not a horror film. It's a drama, maybe sort of like a dark comedy would be uh, the categorization. But um, it, it this this is some minor uh, spoilers for this. But basically, Robin Williams plays a person. I'm going to try to keep it vague in case somebody wants no spoilers at all. But Robin Williams plays a person who somebody that he loves and cares about dies. And uh, it's an accidental death. And in the wake of that... Um, he sort of wants to, cause it's a, an accidental suicide and they, he wants to sort of give that person, uh, sort of a sending off, if you will. So he writes this very heartfelt suicide note, uh, to attach to the death of this person that he loves very much. Well, then that suicide note, uh, in the context of the film kind of goes viral and Robin Williams, which I don't think I mentioned his character is an aspiring writer. He's always wanted to be a writer, but he's never had any success in it. He's a creative writing teacher and he's never had any success writing until he's written a fabricated suicide note for this person that he loves. And uh, I don't know why I keep saying person that he loves. It's his son. But um, then what happens after that is he continues to perpetuate that. And that film did so much in its inner mechanics to sort of touch on and give me hope about the ways that I put so much pressure and apply so much uh, sort of need to succeed in certain ways. And without spoiling where the film goes or, or exactly what happens in that film, that's a film that touches on some things that are really personal to me and gives me a lot of hope, even though it's not necessarily like your, your Hallmark type movie or specifically very inspirational film. It's dealing with some dark subjects in some dark ways, um, but it still instills a lot of hope uh, in my mind. And that's kind of what I would love hmm. for the listeners to be thinking about, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I love that angle. And I think for me personally, when I've thought about this, what saves us idea. So I know you've got at least a familiarity and maybe are, are read in her work. But um, honestly, throughout this entire year, as I've sort of forecasted this half of the series, uh, a story that comes to me is in Barbara Brown Taylor's book, Leaving Church, um, where she was being asked, she tells the story of being asked to come speak at an event. Mm, mm. And she poses to the, you know, kind of organizer. Okay. Well, what do you want me to speak on? You know, is there a topic? And his response is what's saving you now. Mm, mm. And I just, I love that so much. I loved it when I first read it. I think about it a lot. Um, I I think for a show like what we do, uh, finding, examining what scares us to find what saves us. I think there's no there's no clearer picture of that than than what we're able to sometimes pull out of the material we cover. And so I, to me, that's been a guiding light for this because, as you just rattled off a couple of examples, so too, you know, we, we've already, for, for myself, we've already covered this, but something like a children of men, mm -hmm. um, you know, something honestly as, as non horror as it is, 
Um, an answer to that question for me might also be uh, the film Inside Out. Oh, uh, which, yeah. yeah. You know, really at the time of watching it. Now, now I don't know that you're necessarily naming the what you'll ultimately choose as your coverage item or or I as well. But you know, at the time of watching Inside Out, it it gave me as much of a new language to discuss and and process my own feelings as as anything ever had. And yeah, so there's there's right. a very practical what saves us happening for me in that film. And so I just really love the idea that this chapter in the fear of God is going to be, you know, be bopping around the constellation of film media and genre, uh, in a way that hasn't always been available to us while at the same time, to your point. Okay. Well, the exorcist may have done this specific work for, for you and, and someone else may have, Oh, well I, I know, a horror movie that that exactly did what you guys are describing right. we want that yeah so if you're sitting here listening to this the point of these examples is simply to let you know feel some freedom to go wherever you want yes. uh, in answering the question what saves us you know whether it's horror whether it's drama what have you um you know and 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 we'll find each other there yeah. uh at that crossroads which is just really exciting um any other more elaboration that that you feel like might be no worthwhile? no I think I think we've done our, our our best and hopefully successfully of of sort of pitching what we want for the listeners so you're going to do the same thing listeners who submitted before yep. you're going to do the same exact thing you're going to click on the banner at the top of the page it's going to take you to the submission page and that is going to indicate to you where you can share your story with us about what saves you so you can pivot to whatever that kind of means for you. Um, is, uh, you know, you can, by all means, you can, uh, incorporate films that are not explicitly horror, films that are not horror at all, or as we usually do, you can include, uh, a a horror film that really spoke to you in that regard. But what's saving you now? What's giving you hope? What's something that just really encourages you, keeps you going, maybe pushes a button that, that just helps you along the way? So what saves us is our next leg of this journey it's exciting and uh yeah i'm very curious to see what what listeners are going to come up with and uh and what we'll get the opportunity to talk about so we are going to be taking a bit of a break we we mentioned this on uh this this most recent full episode that we did closing down what scares us but next week we are starting the run of uh 80s parties uh which is going to be really really fun so we're going to take about four weeks and we're just going to have a big fun party we're covering stranger things season three in tv guidepost style we're also covering uh three fun horror movies from the 80s the lost boys killer clowns from outer space uh hellraiser it's gonna be a we're gonna have a slew of guests uh it's gonna be i haven't seen any of those it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be be fun man so it might be a party (laughs) it might be a party yeah especially hellraiser boy that's lots of fun it's lots of fun so um so yeah so we'll be doing that for the next four weeks and part of that is to give you the listener Time to submit to us, to think about it, and to submit to us what saves you. Because that, like like what scares us, you are going to be programming our content for the back half of the year. So um, go to the fearofgodpodcast.com and click on the banner at the top. Go to the submission page and tell us your story of what saves you. We're very excited to see it. We're very excited to hear it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to be covering. So That should be a good time. Yeah. So that's it. Short and sweet. We just wanted to drop this episode so that we could have something to reference and so that you could kind of know what we're up against. Um, so, yeah, by all means, listener, 
Send us your submissions. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, as uh, I guess, as we say every time, beginning of wisdom, yeah, not the end it. of the con- yeah. beginning of wisdom, not the end of the conversation. So, listeners, fear nothing else. Be on your way, rejoicing. Amen. See you guys. Mm-hmm.